I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each other. You are listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We are back from summer hiatus for season four and have yet to be canceled. I am Nick Trellia. And I'm Rachel Kukuji. So as uh, loyal Loft listeners will know, the uh, third and one of the original members of the Loft crew, Caleb Bermet, Caleb. is uh, no longer with us. He has gone west to find his fortune as a materials engineer going through a PhD program at Utah. So, to replace him, we have uh, Junior Will Galster. Hello. Welcome aboard. Thank you. I'll, I'll try to fill the shoes, but you know. They were very big shoes, I will it, say. Yeah. So, good luck. Uh, pressure's on. And, uh, yeah, I'm feeling it right now. Yeah. The heat's getting a little. Mm. Heat's turned doesn't up. doesn't know how to. The, you know. the broom closet is getting toasty. <laughs> yeah. He still doesn't know how to talk into a microphone yet, so no. we're, we're coaching him on that. Uh, but yeah, so I think, as always, we should get rocking and rolling with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. The first ever Wacky World article for Season 4 of The Loft right here, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a humdinger. Georgia man steals mortuary van, dead body rolls out ahead of police chase. So, to break this down for everybody. There was a guy who was on the run from the cops in Atlanta, and he is looking for a vehicle in which to flee the scene of the crime. We don't know what crime he committed. Goes into a parking lot of a mortuary, which is funeral home, layman's terms, (laughs) and he finds himself a minivan that happens to be unlocked with the key in the ignition. He starts driving, and little did he realize he had a little buddy with him in the back, and a dead guy. And uh, as he leads the police on the chase... He's driving down the highway. The cops are chasing him. He almost runs into a semi-trailer. This is bad news. Well, out the back pops the casket. And the body of this guy starts rolling down the highway and almost gets hit by a vehicle. Now, fortunately, Key John Griffin, age 23, recently turned himself into the Atlanta police. The story I'm looking at says that he's still on the loose, but update, he has turned himself in. And we have a lovely selfie. He's wearing a mask. so Around his neck. Hey, he's wearing a mask. So I think the judge will take that into, uh, into consideration when he gives sentencing. Uh, fascinating story, I think. <laughs> the owner of the van, uh, this man, Stan Henderson, owner of Stan Henderson and Sons Mortuary in Stockbridge, he told uh, the Atlanta News, it's ridiculous that the dead can't even rest. Do you want to hear, uh, hear a mortuary joke? Uh, this is really a county coroner joke. So you got uh, two coroners are driving to McDonald's and he goes, I'll have a Big Mac. My friend here will have a double quarter pounder and a cup of ice for the guy in the back. Wow. I have more questions about the body because you said it's on the highway, right? Yes. So we got you got a a minivan. Oh, a van. Oh, yeah. Minivan. Minivan. A minivan. Yeah, actually, it's it's not a bad choice, honestly, for. He's ground beef, buddy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, if you're flying down the Road highway, kill. man's going at least mm-hmm. 60, 65 when he leaves at the plus, back. Plus. Which, which, which then also brings up the question is, how did the door open when the guy was on the highway? Like, mm-hmm. So whoever had the van was so irresponsible mm-hmm. that not only did he leave the keys in the ignition with the yeah. car unlocked, mm-hmm. but he also left the trunk open? Now, here's the alternative yeah. theory that I think 
uh, I think this guy thought he was like James Bond and he was going to put out an obstacle to hopefully stop the police like chase. Like an so, oil slick. Yes, exactly. I got you. Just like an oil slick. So he's going to be driving down the highway. Da-na-na-na. And then he sees the police behind him. Wee, 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 wee. And then he's like, oh, I know what will get them. And then hits the trunk button and, and deploying countermeasures. And then the body comes tumbling out the back. It's either an oil slick or an ejector seat. I'm not sure which one. It's both. <laughs> I'm just, I just hope he's, you know, looking okay for, well, obviously... Not, a, not he, an open casket oh, funeral. Oh, going to be closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's hope he wasn't like signed up to be a cadaver. Ooh. And that actually might be kind of interesting, though, like to, to go through that. Study I mean, roadkill. Yeah. You wouldn't need to do much surgery because he'd basically already be opened up. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know. What is the next story we've got? I have a lady who has visited our show before in this Wacky World segment. I don't know if you guys remember our storm drain resident of Florida from last semester. Well, she's at it again in Texas, the Wild West. Hey, everyone's going west. <laughs> yes. So a woman who was missing for three weeks and then rescued from a Florida storm drain found herself in another underground tunnel system in Texas over the weekend back in May. So I know this news is a little old, but we're back for the first time. And I just thought I'd throw it back to this woman who's 43, apparently. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's got her priorities straight. She was last seen in the area near the Dallas suburbs, authorities said. And Fox News reached out to the police department in that area, but have not heard back. So there's still limited information here. But her friend told the news outlet that they spotted her. And when they approached her, she slipped into a nearby storm drain. (laughs) So this is just like her newfound home. Her family tracked her using an app on her cell phone that noted her last location prior to going underground. And as a precaution, they drop bags of food and Gatorade in nearby manholes in an effort to sustain her. That's amazing. You mean person holes? See, the, the weird thing is Gender there's language. actually stories. Uh, I think it's in Los Angeles. Of Las people Vegas. Li- is it, oh, it's Vegas. You're right. You're right. Of uh, people living in these literal giant mm-hmm. sewer drain communities. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if she's trying to, you know, go after the market in, in Waco. You know, if, yeah. is that what she's going after? I think she's done it in Florida. Now she's done it in Texas. You have plenty of people who like to scale the highest peaks in every state. I mm. think she's trying to get lost in every sewer in every state. The deepest drains. Yep, she's going to the <laughs> deepest drains in every state. All right, Will. Heat is on for your first ever Wacky All World right. article. This crazy stuff. So this is not as old as, as uh, Rachel's article. Does anyone know what July 14th, 2021 was? Juneteenth. July 14th. July 14th. July. <laughs> July 14th. Ten days after Independence Day, which I think is rather poetic. Well, it's usually the French. It's a French holiday. Well, we're talking about American holidays. This one, July 14th, is Mac and Cheese Day. Let's go. Based. Another nice. food-based holiday in the United States. And, of course, what better on July 14th than to release a thematic food? Mm-hmm. Now, you know the U.S. is known for... Mixing together uh, salty and sweet foods. You have chocolate and peanut butter, and you have burgers with donut buns, which is an interesting one. And, of course, a fan favorite of mine is French fries and soft serve. The fellows at Kraft decided to work with a smaller ice cream parlor to make mac and cheese ice cream. (gasps) Now, this is the crazy thing. I quit. You think it's bad enough. Within the first day of release... You can buy this for, I think it's like 12 bucks a pint. Oh, my word. Within the first day, in three hours of it being released, they had sold all of their stock on a pre-order. They hadn't left anything yet. So 
it's pretty crazy. There isn't too much behind it. Right. But there are people that are willing to buy Kraft mac and cheese ice cream, and it is still being sold today. So if you want to grab some, special edition, and I don't know how long it's going to last because it seems like a lot of people want it. Does I it? would buy that, though, because it's like would those... Would you? What? It's like those... Okay, $12. In the grand scheme of things, not that much. It's like those... $12 Lay's, is a lot of money. For an experiment, it's not that much. It's like those Lay's potato chip different flavor competitions like i've had the mango salsa one the dill pickle one's really good blt is not good tastes like a sandwich this is why 50 percent of americans die in debt because we spend our money on stupid crap like this. and so out of curiosity if you have enough a big enough group together you can all pitch in even like say you get 12 people it's only a dollar you're probably not going to each one you will not enough. find 12 people on this earth who no. want to hey, eat that ice cream. They no. sold out. They pre-order yeah. sold one out. Fat so person. that's way more than 12 people. One fat person. I don't it has think that I need disgusting that. orange dye. It, it, is, it is. It's sick looking. It's yeah. like Donald Trump flavored ice cream. For those of you that are not seeing a picture of this, and I invite you to because it's actually quite quite an experience. It's literally the color of Kraft cheese, but it's ice cream. I mean, it's I sick. think it's disgusting too. It's sick. But I understand the curiosity of people wanting to try it. And I'm lactose intolerant. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And before we move on to our next segment, I'd like to address that we are now on YouTube on The Loft, as well as we're going to be independent from Radio Free Hillsdale. We're still going to post on Radio Free Hillsdale SoundCloud and Radio Free Hillsdale Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. But we're also going to launch independently, do a little experiment. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, all those places where you normally find the show, you can now find us on uh, our own pages for that. Just trying something out. Our social media is going to be a little more active now because it's been pretty dead. More dead than that guy (laughs) in the back of that van, I will say. Uh, So moving on with that, uh, we're going to do some pop culture stuff here. We got Kanye West, who kind of made waves on campus with his Jesus is King album that came out. A lot of people were very interested in that one. And the uh, the long awaited I don't know if you call Donda a sequel to it. I it's its own thing. Yeah, he's got uh, this new album that has just come out fairly recently. Uh, Donda, named after his mom. Now, a lot of people wanted this to be good. A lot of people want highly yeah. anticipated. Yes, and it's performing very well. I will say. I mean, you opened Spotify not too long ago, and uh, doing incredibly well. Yeah. So, like, of the top fifty in the United States. Donda currently sits, if I remember correctly, of those 50 positions, I think they have something in the ballpark of like 36, if I if I remember correctly. And even crazier, if this is still up to date, mm-hmm. the top 10 are all from Donda. Well, that's actually not the case uh, because recently, I think within the last p- couple of days, Drake released Certified Lover Boy, which is ah. the album with the pregnant emoji yeah, on, yeah, it, on, yeah. on the front. Oh, yeah. uh, that came out and I think has dethroned Donda, but... You know, let's let's reel it back in. Let's talk about Donda here. Yes, Donda. I, I think it sounds like garbage. I'm just gonna be perfectly honest. It's it's an interesting experience because a lot of Donda is it's kind of a diamond in the rough album, in my opinion. There's there's uh, a lot of it's really bad. Mm-hmm. The top stuff is really bad, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some cuts from uh, some of the Donda songs here that we have ready to sample and listen this to. This is going to be my first time listening to it. Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah, raw. okay so, have fun so, with it. So this yeah. first one is going to be called, be uh, this, way. this one, quick clip, From Heaven and Hell. Children 
He sounds like he's out of tune. Is that real? Yeah, 100% real. It doesn't <gasps> sound real, but the funny thing is, with Kanye West, he's constantly <laughs> surprising. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember whoop de scoop poop <laughs> <laughs> that now might you be better. It. Yeah, actually, I, I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have off the grid. We off the grid, grid, grid. This for my kid, kid, kid. For when my kid, kid, kids had kids. Everything we did for the crib. Pray for what folks named did. Only thing we pray, God forgive, give, give. Man, God forbid, bid, bid. They hit one of the kid, kid, kids. Took off a slid, slid, slid. Look what they did, did, did. Pray for the crib, crib, crib. Some say, I don't could never be black, at at Cause a black man I never shares real, 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 real. <laughs> you know, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, dump all over, it, but that ending, I think, brought it all together. No, here's the thing: that to me just seems like the sentence that just doesn't have a period. Yeah. Or like yeah. someone that's presenting in class, and they just keep talking and talking and talking, but it just doesn't fill end. The space. Right. What? What's your? What's your point? Like, Verbal diarrhea oh, is the technical definition. Uh, so now, uh, in a loft exclusive moment here, yes. this is incredible. We actually have obtained a yet-to-be-released track, a yet-to-be-released mm. single from Donda that we have, and uh, Josh is going to fire it from off. From Donda. Yeah, and actually, Kanye I have a, West, w- I have um, a backstory other? about this one, actually. All right. Um, so I was actually, uh, they, they heard about my production work on The Loft and everything, mm-hmm. and so I had actually been uh, invited out to uh, the, the, group, uh, the group out there in uh, wherever they are. Um, <laughs> and now... Uh, like I, I was sitting in and helping with some of the stuff, and uh, I actually got to talk to Kanye a little bit, which was really interesting. Nice. Uh, he is an uninteresting guy, um, <laughs> and so uh, we we put together this this last one. It's it, it's called the Crown, and it's supposed to be like the the pinnacle of this of this album. And okay. we wanted to release it separately to like wow draw a bunch of uh, uh, clout and everything. And so um, so we get to, we get to the end of making this this all up, and uh, and then we're we're sitting there and, and putting it all together. And you may not. You may not think it from listening to the thing, but uh, he, he comes in and he listens to it and he says, hey, you know, I just I, I feel like we could use some more like auto tune and pr- produce this up a little bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, but, but Kanye, don't you think it's already a little bit too produced? And then he said, no, absolutely not. This is this is absolute garbage. This auto tune is the only thing that keeps my career alive. So uh, I'll just play it for you guys. It's all right. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of what we were able to put together. So, yeah, here it is. The crown. In my house, I got a lot of rugs. <laughs> Just for fun, I do a lot of cardio. <laughs> I'm not done. I wake up in the morning with money in my mind. Timmy's got a problem. That's because Kilo Timmy's. That's fire. So, as someone new to all of Kanye's newest stuff, uh-huh. that was I the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, so right now in the Billboard Top 100, Kanye's <laughs> highest one is Hurricane at number six. I think this one can knock that this out. This one's riding Take all the way to up, number to the, yeah, oh, right yeah. up to the number one spot. So, I mean, you may get bigger than us, you know, and you may have to move on to different things. But you're contractually obligated to stay, so it sucks for you. <sighs> so I'm glad, you know, you heard it here first, folks. On the loft, the new Donda lead track 
uh, that's going to go straight to number one. Titled Crown, is that correct? The Crown. Yep, the the crown. crown. Produced by our very own Josh. That that was fire. That was special. You were listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or the other platforms that we're on. We are kicking this year off on YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So check it out there if you're interested. With us in the studio is the editor of the Babylon Bee, the well-known satire publication, Kyle Mann. Thanks for coming in. Hi. All right. So how much did we have to pay you to get you to come all the way out to Hillsdale? It was it was uh, pretty significant. And considering, they're, I would say... They're going to have to uh, sell the Margaret Thatcher statue, is what I'm being told. I don't know how much that's going to go. Yeah, that's true. So it was, you know. Okay. So uh, brought you out here. What are you doing on campus right now? Uh, I'm sitting in a closet right now. It's our radio station. Oh, you mean like just that? You know, <laughs> that is that Babylon B wit we yeah, are all right. here for. Yeah. <laughs> but other than being in the closet, I uh, <laughs> I've been wa- I've been checking out different journalism classes and uh, meeting a lot of a lot of people from the journalism program. And uh, tonight I'm going to be giving a talk on uh, satire in a humorless world. So that's what I'm doing. Well, funny things happen all the time. I wouldn't call this necessarily a humorless world. Hmm. Yes, but the people in it tend to be. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Our culture is very humorless. And that's more and more what we're discovering is that people that, uh, the people that we write satire about don't, do not have a great sense of humor about it. So, What's the worst reaction you've gotten from your Babylon Bee content? Um, <laughs> uh, the, the worst reaction we've ever gotten, like, I, I mean, I can tell you that the craziest uh backlash or crackdowns that we've gotten which is you know people uh facebook deleting posts saying yeah. that we're inciting violence on people because we uh we tell very lighthearted jokes and <laughs> they come down they they crack down very hard um you can talk about uh cnn was going back and forth with an ex-cia agent saying that our uh content represents dangerous misinformation that's disguised as humor you know, so imagine just going, like, your job is to wake up every morning and think of funny jokes and just mm-hmm. put them on the Internet so people will laugh. And I do that, and then, uh, you know, you have people from the CIA saying that you are dangerous misinformation. So that was probably the one that scared us the most anyway. Yeah. Sure. So for your business model, it's my impression, and I think the impression of a lot of people, that Seth Dillon just locks you in a room mm-hmm. and says make funny content while he goes on Fox News and gets all the glory. How, does the, how, do, how do you write your stuff? Yeah, that's correct. Um, he goes on Fox News, and I go on the Hillsdale uh, free, whatever, uh, Radio the free loft, Hillsdale. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Project well, Bootstrap here. 101.7? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we come up with ideas all day long. You know, the story I tell is my wife was, uh, my wife was giving birth to our third child, and she wake up, wakes, wakes up in the middle of the night and says, yeah, I think the baby is coming, and I'm like, "Hang on, I have a headline idea," and I start writing it down. And she, she likes that. She likes to tell that story um, to make fun of me. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> li- ideas are constantly hitting you. Um, we have a small team of writers that will submit and uh, submit ideas, constantly kicking ideas around. When you write comedy, you write a lot of waste, so we'll write like a hundred headlines, you know, to come up with two or three that end up getting published. You know, that's 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 very common in any any line of comedy writing. Um, you, you, you're just constantly tossing ideas out there and, and, you know, the ideas that you don't use, maybe they get stored away later for, you know, maybe to repurpose them for something else. So, and you guys are comedy show, you guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) What is the easiest time? I imagine this is a pretty easy time for satire, right? Yes and no. 
it's it is easy because it's a target rich environment and there are just very tons of people you can make fun of on both sides but it's also difficult because you have to write things that are crazier than reality and that's not always so easy in in 2021 so yeah trying to write you know we're, we're constantly pitching ideas that you go you know and and, and, I, and, I've, and I've pitched enough ideas and been pitched enough ideas where someone will pitch something and i go yeah that already happened like that's a true story you we can't you know we, we wanted to do a joke about Sesame Street being gentrified, um, you know, and and so I Google it, and sure enough, there's this, like, actual op-ed, you know, written in Slate or Vox or something about Sesame Street has been gentrified, you know, and they're all actually mad about it. So it, it's, a constant, it's a constant battle for us to stay ahead. And satire, by its, nature, by its very nature, is prophetic in some ways. You know, if, you, if you're writing good satire, at some point it is going to come true. Because you're taking something that, like, say, a progressive believes, and you're just taking it one step further. And the very nature of progressivism is that you're constantly going to the next crazy thing. So they're going to hit it at some point. So it's just, you know, tomorrow's news today. That's the Babylon Bee. <clears throat> How did you get started in the Babylon Bee? So uh, I took the typical path most uh, humorous take, which is that I had a, a construction sales job for 12 years. And then just started writing humor on the side and eventually quit my job and started doing it full time. So that's my that's my path to Babylon B, which, uh, you know, w w anyway, I was talking earlier. It's kind of interesting that several people at the Babylon B that, that write a lot of our content had a very similar path where they were like, like not construction, but, a, you know, some kind of crazy desk job or sales job for a decade and then like quit and did did humor. So. I don't know if there's some connection there or if it's just like working a desk job makes you go crazy and start to have to have humor to uh, to survive, you know. Right. I feel like a lot of, uh, especially my favorite comedians, do bring a lot of outside influence because there are, I think the problem now, especially if you look at Saturday Night Live and stuff, is that you have, a, there, there is a humor culture. And so you got these people, they all go to Harvard and they all write for uh, National Lampoon and then they all go up yeah. there and they can't relate to the outside or anything like that. Right, there's a bubble and when you see you when you see like, you know, The Simpsons does this crazy musical where the, the squad is a, singing at Trump and, you know, and you're like, mm -hmm. this got through an entire like writer's room and editing process and a year of animation and nobody stopped and said this is not funny, you know <laughs> like that, yeah. that's, it's so crazy but there is a bubble, you know, there is this bubble and group think that starts to happen where they're patting each other on the back, oh you made a great joke about Trump and there, you know, there's right. this very uh this is very tight-knit group think that happens so do you guys ever put out a headline or something and then you look at it again and you're like that's not funny um no everything we write is, is hilarious sorry do you ever pull articles off of your site very rarely once in a while we've we have done it when um well, you know, we publish a joke, and it's, maybe it's been submitted from the outside. And we do we do all this screening, you know, vetting of jokes and people who are submitting them. But it's like, you know, someone from outside might have submitted it, and it's like exact copy of a Onion article, or you know, and you're like, oh shoot, I missed that one, and you'll delete it. Usually, we catch them really fast, so they they're not up for very long if we, if we do delete one. But so rarely, we, we'll we'll never delete them if you know if there's backlash. We've never pulled one down because of backlash, because that's just you know, blood and they just smell blood in the water. Mm -hmm. So it's more just copyright stuff rather than yeah, or like yeah. Okay, right. gotcha. For more information about Kyle and the Babylon Bee, you can go to thebabylonbee.com. Well, thank you for coming out, sitting in our hot broom closet. I was happy to carry this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My back hurts. But. You've been listening to the Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Yeah.